Does everybody know what time it is? Well, looking at my watch, it looks to be about just after 1,600 hours. I have no idea what that is, so... It's 4.30. Oh, well then it's grunt work. Montezuma to the chores of Tim Poli, we fight our Gruntry's battles in the air, on land, and on Gruntwork, the only podcast about the TV series Home Improvement to be financed by billions of dollars from the Pentagon Slush Fund. I'm your host, Truman, the conscientious objector man Caps, and with me as always is my co-host, Landon, the partial metal jacket man Solano. And Landon, (laughs) I believe I speak for this whole nation when I say, Uh. what the fuck just happened? (laughs) What in the ever-loving fuck did we just watch? Good, uh, good questions. Every all and uh, all of them, all of the ones that we, you said. War has been declared on <laughs> our psyche by this episode. I have answers. You have answers. I do have answers. I've got questions. You've got answers. Uh, let's wait till we get into some of the the crux of the stuff to get some of those answers. Yes. Um. But yeah, it is definitely a holy fuck. What did we just watch? Episode. You. We sat down to watch this here episode of the TV series Home Improvement, which we watch on this podcast as I explained a moment ago. Um, and Landon said, okay, Truman, I can I can either preface what we're about to watch for you to try and reduce some of your confusion, or I can just let you go into it blind if you think that there's going to be comedy value to you being confused. And I said, let's go with me being confused. Yeah. And is this funny? Because I'm fucking confused. <laughs> uh, well, we are certain to find out, but uh, should we tell them what you might be confused about? Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, this is an episode of Home Improvement. Yes, which we um, talk about on this podcast. Which we talk about each week on this podcast, uh, whether we like it or not. Um, and I'm just going to give you a quick synopsis, and then we'll go into uh, some details. Yes. Because the- We are the, wasting no time. The answers for this are coming out in the Guess That Title game. Okay, perfect. Okay, so here's the synopsis. Uh, on tool time during the salute to armed forces, Tim is officially invited to a California military military base to drive a tank. When he tells Jill she's incredibly excited for Tim to drive a tank, no, for her to drive a tank. As an army brat, it's something she's always wanted to do, but because of the military rule book states that a woman cannot drive a tank, she's never been able to. Uh, on the base, uh, the colonel in charge of escorting Tim and Jill around the the base <laughs> tells them uh, that they could set uh, that he could set up an opportunity for Tim and Jill to both drive a tank through an obstacle course. Uh, to Jill's amazement and to Ch- Tim's chagrin, Tim's chagrin, holy or, shit, or Tim grin. That's a that's a tongue twister. Tim chagrin, Tim chagrin. Well, aren't we fancy with your tongue work? Uh, <laughs> hey, don't, don't get upset that I'm <laughs> traversing the tongue obstacle course better than you. Mm, nope, that sounds bad. Go on, Landon. I will sit very quietly. Tim doesn't want Jill to drive a tank. Not only because she's a girl, but because he uh, she'd be honing in on his moment of glory. Uh, and hone she does, as she proves to be a much better, safer, and deft tank driver than Tim could ever hope to be. Meanwhile, Al watches the boys and introduces them to his prototype board game of Tool Time. Yeah. Landon, what a robust synopsis you I know. Gave. I, I know. For such a lack of nothing episode. I was really thinking you were just going to say, Tim and Jill drive some tanks around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I probably could. Uh, do you want to try to guess 
that title. And just reminding folks, uh, we are now officially playing the Chalupa oh. Challenge. Oh my god! This could go on to the end of grunt work and probably and never won't. never win. But Truman and I are playing for our Patreon supporters. If we guess that title correctly, mm-hmm. or if Truman does, I should say. Yes. If he guesses accurately whether or not every character actor that appears in an episode was on er and i guess the number of grunts in an episode correctly we will pay for each of our patreon supporters uh to buy two chalupas each yes two taco bell chalupas uh this is not in any way shape or form no endorsed by taco nope. bell zero we endorsement never spoken to them no uh this is just a natural evolution i think of our podcast yeah i I, th- I think it is yes and truthfully i did speak to taco bell recently i asked for a quesadilla and they told me how much it cost and then i pulled up to the drive-thru and they gave it to me but that was it did you pay the cost that they asked for or did you just take it from them well, no, I mean, they, they, they ask for the money first before they give you the okay, food. Okay, got it. That's, okay. that's the genius system that Taco Bell has, has figured out. <laughs> uh, Try to guess this title, though. Yes, I will guess this title. Okay. okay. First option, Soldier of Misfortune. Ooh, okay. Good guess, but no. Second guess, Tanks for the Memories. Okay, continue going. Tank Girl. Oh, I no, I like that. Yeah, one. I like that a lot too. Yes. I, I I felt very pleased with that. <laughs> uh, tanks, but no tanks. Ooh, also interesting. Uh, tanks, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm I'm just going off every possible <laughs> pun on. No, on see, tanks no, okay, no. I think we have to be fair to ourselves while playing this game that we have to keep behavior as normal so you could theoretically just list 10 titles but you usually only give three or four i usually only give three or four so, so okay, we it, we have to play the game as we have been playing it yes uh moving forward we yes. just have to get you know the alignment of all things correct yeah um here's the thing you got it <gasps> do you know which one it is Tanks for the memories. Tanks for the memories. All right, guys, you are so close to Chalupas. Ding, In fact, ding, you are ding, actually ding. quite far from Chalupas because there's a lot of other shit we have to do. Uh, there's a lot of grunts in this episode. Oh I, I think I have an accurate count. I, I'm not sure. Here's yeah. the thing. I would hate for us to initiate this game after five seasons and then immediately get it the first episode out. But wouldn't that be kind of amazing? It if would we be did, kind though? of because amazing. Because the conditions that we've set for the Chalupa <laughs> challenge is insane. <laughs> That we could get all of these. But we are we are well on our way so far. Uh, let's move on to some details, uh, some answers for your questions. Yes. Some A's for your Q's. Oh, that's good, because these, these Q's need to be A'd right now, now. at what point in this, before I give you the answers, at what point in this episode did the confusion set in? It, 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 was, it was as soon as I, re- it was probably after the cold open when I realized, oh, Shit, no, they're act this whole episode is just about Tim driving a tank around. Okay. That's the entire thing. So we went through the opening scene on Tool Time. Yes. We went through uh the boys being left off at Al's. Well, I mean, I, as soon as as soon as like Tim comes and tells Jill, like, I've been invited to California to drive yeah. a tank, was when I realized, oh shit, we're actually doing this. I think the full confusion set in when it was actually like, oh, no, they're like actual tanks like okay Tim's so in these like th- like th- when i when i realized the government spent money <laughs> lots of money on this so you weren't thrown off by the fact that uh we start on tool time and it's an old tool time set after having just rebuilt it no landon i don't pay a lot of attention to these details tell <laughs> you, me about the calendar why you didn't you? pay attention to uh uh, the boys being dropped off in L's and being suspiciously younger and having longer haircuts. I did notice that, that JTT's haircut was very different. Yeah, 
I mean, the big thing I noticed at Alice was there was no hammock. That's that's what. <laughs> there I was you really, go. Okay, yeah, that answers yeah. the question. Eileen has civilized him. Yes. Here's the thing. This is the syndication episode. This episode was uh, what they did when they first got their syndication rights to you know appear in syndication. They created an episode specifically to air on syndication. Mm-hmm. So this was filmed uh, at the beginning of the season uh, and aired. On syndication first, mm. on September 11th, 1995. Oh, thank God. So this is from 1995. Okay. Uh, it didn't air on live broadcast mm. uh, until January 30th, 1996. So half a season into it, they took the one, you know. So it originally had its air date, uh, its premiere, if you will, on syndication um, in 1995. Okay, okay. Hence the the, the discrepancies uh, in the timeline here. I mean, that's the thing. I feel so bad that all of that was right over my head, and I was more <laughs> just like, wait, tanks? The whole episode is just driving a tank around? <laughs> wait, so I love that it was like, we need to just if, do an extra episode to pad out our, our order, or an extra episode for syndication. Let's do the most expensive thing we could possibly do. Let's do well, I the- think that that was kind of... I, I would love to get an actual story behind this, but yeah. I mean, if any TV series is going to do that, what you know, you're going to give your bonus episode more power. Yes, this is how you do it. I would also say, would it not be awesome for the Fraser episode where they're driving tanks around, though? <laughs> like, I want to see Niles in a tank so bad. Well, okay. Well, you've seen the picture of of uh, Michael Dukakis in a tank uh, with the with the gigantic helmet on his head that basically lost him the 1988 election. <laughs> That's pretty much what Niles in a tank would be. Mm. I, I want to see Eddie in a tank. That's really it. Ooh, yeah. Um, okay. This episode was directed by Andy Kadef, written by Bruce Ferber and Lloyd Garver. Do you have other questions? Uh, I mean. Yeah, how, yeah. How how much money did this cost? Like, like how much money out of the Pentagon black budget was spent for Tim Allen to drive a tank around and crush golf carts? Like, because this, like, it, like, there's no way. Like, these aren't just like studios don't have tanks, right? Like, these have to be. These yeah. have to have gone to a military base. There was don't just... participation, yeah, with the the American government. It's just, it's like you think about like the movie Top Gun and how the <laughs> uh-huh. government participated in it because it was such a huge recruitment boost for the, for the right. Air Force. Was this like the same? Do you think like a lot of people joined the Marines because they saw Tank dri- tank driving a Tim around? Uh, yeah, right. Um, tank Taylor. <laughs> I, maybe, I don't know. Uh, it's playing to a certain uh, blue-collar class of middle, middle class and blue-collar class. Yeah, yeah. I can kind of see that. I, wow, I mean, oof, it just, just interesting, just a real interesting thing, this episode. <laughs> what were you, personal reflections, um, I'm determining now. What, what, yeah, what, yeah, what, normally what, I write a few bullet points of my personal reflections. My, my one note that I wrote for personal reflections is just improvise, because as I sat there trying to write a bullet point, I couldn't think of one. Yeah. And I don't want to start a trend uh, as we seem to be on uh, for the last couple episodes where it's just like... Yeah, that was an episode. It wasn't necessarily problematic. Uh, it wasn't necessarily memorable. Uh, I'm I mean, gonna say this we'll, was memorable. You will we're, remember we're this, remember but it's, this. it yeah. didn't like. I don't know. Didn't tickle me in any like uh, unique way. What if every '90s sitcom had an episode where they drove tanks around? <laughs> in- <laughs> what if Becker had a driving a tank around episode instead of the vacation episode? It's the tank episode. Yeah, yeah. Instead of jumping the shark, they jump a tank over another tank. <laughs> This is 
oh my god, this is almost well. This episode didn't ruin the show. It, in fact, propelled it even into better shark territory. Yeah. Uh, for uh, listen, there are going to be plenty shark. of sharks down the line. To oh, jump. I'm sure. I'm sure. Shark Week is every week after this. <laughs> just, just try to think. But I don't. I don't. I don't want to drive a tank, Jerry. What am I going to do in the tank? <laughs> just, it just there's a million. There's a million tank episodes that haven't been made. That haven't been made. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm. I fully support this. What did you think of this episode? I. Uh, you know, it just felt like a time capsule from another season of Home Improvement, really. It was like, <laughs> wow, a lot of the nuance that I'm used to from this this season five episodes was kind of not there. But also, yeah. you kind of, you sacrifice a lot when you build an entire episode around driving tanks around. Yes. Yeah, there's a certain amount of, um, uh, I know you have to acquiesce your own stories to accommodate when you have these kind of bigger stars, uh, not that, you know, the tanks a, are the big stars. <laughs> exactly. But you know, they have to concede so much because they, of the logistics of the, the production yes. that they can't weigh themselves down with a lot of, uh, you know, nuance and story. We got a real, it's it between last week and this week, last week was the manly bedroom <laughs> and the rest of the episode took a yeah. backseat to that. This episode is tanks, which yeah. is basically the manly car. And I'm, I'm okay with that. I mean, if, if you look at it through the guise of like, this is the summer blockbuster. This is all spectacle. This isn't meant to be, you know, uh, the heartfelt episode of the season. This this is this isn't portrait of a lady on fire. This is uh, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. They're not submitting this to the Emmy Awards. No. This is just pure fan service. They they did submit it to the Tanky Awards though. <laughs> and boy did it tank. Um <laughs> But that's a good thing at the Tanky Awards. <laughs> uh anyway let's get into the deep dive of this thing but first uh why don't we do a little thank you to our patrons yeah you know what what yeah 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 let's do that i'm into it let's thank our patrons okay i want to i want to give some shout outs here i want to thank tara well, you don't have to shout we have microphones to pick it up i want to asmr right now to tara thank you oh yeah wait is asmr a sexual thing well, I think anything can be a sexual anything thing. Anything can be a sexual thing, but I'm saying, is it intended to be an ASMR? Is that like a... I mean, it's like... What a, is S... Uh, what, I don't even know what it stands for. Audio sensual... Audio masturbation <laughs> retreat. So yeah, it is a sexual thing. Okay. Uh, autoerotic sensory... No, okay. okay. Uh, no, it, it makes your brain feel weird, and it gives an oddly intimate sensation. So actually, I, you people are paying us. I don't want to make you guys feel intimate with me. Well, not everybody's paying us. I mean, there are general listeners here. Well, I know, but... But the people who are thanking are paying us. Okay. I don't want to. So you're saying you want an extra tip if you're going to do the sexual thing. I'm just saying I don't want to make people have weird feels if they haven't asked for the weird feels. <laughs> so I'm going to say in my normal non-ASMR voice, Tara, thank you for funding our podcast. <laughs> thank you. Kirsty, thank you for funding our podcast. <laughs> and much, much more. And other things, yes. And partially funding Gruntwork Studios North. Uh, <laughs> Jahan, thank you for funding our podcast. It's just... We are butchering the most simple of names. Well, I, I just, I want everyone to get their due, Landon. You keep, you, you expect that I'm going to change it if you keep browbeating me over it. That's not going to uh, happen. Okay, okay. I, you're, you're trying to run over me with a tank here. <laughs> I'm not a golf cart. I will not be squished. Uh, Tom, with two M's, thank you mm -hmm. for funding our podcast. And John, with just an N, just like J-O-N, John. Like they both John have Arbuckle. N's in them. Well, yes, but just an end. Just, just an end. Yeah, okay, no, okay, nothing else. Okay, I'm with you. John, thank John. you for funding our Slapdash podcast. <laughs> and Slapdash way of thanking you, uh, which we do from the bottom of our hearts. Yes, absolutely. And make what we do possible. And what we do is break down these motherfucking episodes uh, into their motherfucking 
bits and bobs. You are swearing like a marine right now <laughs> in honor of uh, of this episode. Because uh, we start on tool time, and it's the salute. Woo! Boom! Boom! I yeah. don't. I don't even know what the sound was. Military industrial complex. <laughs> the salute to armed forces. Yes, they've got a bunch of commemorative dinner plates of yep. each of the branches, and they are uh, yeah doing the. Uh, I almost said the grunt work salute, the tool time salute to the military, and they and Tim prompts Al to talk about the fact that he is a veteran, and yeah. Al begins discussing his time as a Navy CB and yep. explaining what they do with great pride, how they go in and build stuff. And here's the it, thing. It gave so much more. Well, okay, I have questions already. No, but no, no. It, it gave so much more context to Al being in the military. Not yes. that I couldn't ever picture him in the military necessarily, but the fact that he was in the military for construction, building yes. roads and bridges and stuff. I'm like, ah, I get it. Now. That's that's like, of course, you're a master electrician and, a, and an expert contractor yeah. and all these things. You learned all these things in the service. Here's the question to you Do you yes. think Richard Karn was in the military doing something similar? Because uh, he was in the military, wasn't he? I don't know. I, I can't I remember. Thought he was. Uh, I think you know if if he was, I would I would not be surprised if he was simply because he clearly is handy. He worked as a uh, yeah. as a repairman at a uh, an apartment complex. Well, this one I'm wondering if they're just because uh, they pull so much from their you know personal lives to put into these characters. It just seems like something that would fit easily into that. But yeah. Uh, uh, well, you know I. <laughs> I, I think I think that he was. I, I don't know. I think that he was. Yes. And okay. We can check that. We later. would try to verify that. Yes. Yeah. We. If only we had a corner where we talked about <laughs> Richard Karn. I love that we did Karn Corner for so long and have now already forgotten. I don't think that ever came up though. I feel like we examined it from because he talked about the military in an earlier episode mm, and how he learned how to sew in okay. the military. All right. But question. Yes. Uh, the grunt creep. I I do not oh, yeah. remember what was crossing the screen, but he was holding on to something. Uh, as it was like rising out of it. it all happened right before this, which is why I bring it up. I like he I just had that he was just walking along the desk and saluting and then he backs away and out of frame. I don't think he was holding on to anything. He was just like going like oh, that. Oh, I'm saluting. thinking of last week's episode where he's holding on to the steel beam. Yes. So okay, so he but just walks like out ra- raising the flag on Iwo Jima. Yes. <laughs> uh so he just comes out in front of the commemorative plates, yes. salutes and then walks away. Yes, okay, he okay, does. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Uh, but Al starts going on about being a CB and like talking about the pride that he has in the organization and what it meant to him. And Tim is so upset that Al is taking more than one second to talk about himself that he cues Klaus to start playing the grunt work theme (laughs) and drowning out (laughs) Al. And it's like, okay, Tim, this is about the troops now. This is, you are, you are not supporting the troops sufficiently and I'm normally not the one Al's to a troop. for that. Al is a troop. Yes. I, that, of, of all the troops to support, can we not support this troop? <laughs> yeah. Um, he is the one true unifying force in this nation. He's the one true unifying oop. Uh, Honestly, that might be true. Because uh, I can see people on the right and the left in 2020 going, yeah, our Venn diagram overlap is Al Borland. Yeah, basically that. I mean, he, yeah, yeah. I think after Pen15, he certainly gained a lot of, uh, of of clout on the left, and he already had it on the right from Home Improvement. Uh, I should also point out that yeah. Tim is wearing a camouflage tie in this scene. I wrote the same note, and I thought that was a, a nice little costuming touch. Except we couldn't see the tie. Like, I only knew it was a camouflage tie because I just couldn't see anything there. It was Blend, completely it invisible. Blended in so Just perfectly. a tan shirt. Yes. Um, but yeah, and so they talk about, and so after completely disrespecting, uh, the troop who he disrespects every day, yeah. Tim calls out another troop, his old friend Moon Pie from high school. This is now a Marine. Colonel McDougal. Uh, yes. and he is played 
by um, Tim Grimm. Tim Grimm. That's a hell of a name. Tim, that's a better name than Moon Pie. Tim Grimm. Uh, I was going to suggest that, oh, this guy seems so military that he's probably just a military officer. But he has uh, 35 credits. Really? On IMDb, yes. Uh, going all the way back to uh, 1990 uh, in, a, in a movie called Miss Missouri. Whoa. Uh, he was in a TV movie of Steel Magnolias. Uh, I'm trying to find the first that might be... Okay. Uh, he was in Backdraft. Oh. He played Man at Parole Board. Wow. Okay. An illustrious start. <laughs> He was also in Lewis and uh, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Okay. Uh, he was also in Clear and Present Danger. These are all yeah, movies yeah, that from, we mentioned last, last week. week. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, he was on the Larry Sanders show. Playing a soldier. Melrose Place. I'm trying to give you the full extent of, uh, you know, the type of role, the uh, mm -hmm. range he has mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to see if he might be in ER. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm considering it already. Okay. He, he moves into back into military territory with uh, JAG. Ooh. Uh, he was in, uh, Public Enemies, that, uh, oh, Michael Mann, yeah, yeah, Johnny Depp yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. as other East Chicago cop. Oh, wow. So his, his, his career is, uh, like, the high, uh, Home Improvement might have been a high point. Uh, could have been. I don't know. Was this a high point? Who knows? Uh. Well, he wasn't, like, other cop in background. <laughs> he wasn't man at parole board hearing. True. Okay. Fair, fair point. I agree with you. And we are in agreement. And we are in agreement. It's been a while since we've done that. Does this man, Mr. Tim Grimm, appear on the TV show E to the R? The, you know what? It's, it's, um, I'm a little anxious to say this because we're already doing pretty well on the Chalupa Challenge. He was also in Mercury Rising. Oh, okay. As I'm, Ted the security guard. I'm gonna say, and I really hope I don't shoot us in the foot here, I'm gonna say no, he was not on ER. Let me just double verify this. He was not on ER. Oh my god, you guys! I can I can I can almost taste the chalupas, <laughs> and you can too. Really, we don't get chalupas out of this. Although honestly, if we win the chalupa challenge, I think you and I are going to, to yeah. Taco Bell. Can you get a meatless chalupa? I'm sure you can. They have lots of vegetarian options at Taco okay, Bell. Great. Taco Bell is arguably the healthiest fast food place at this point. <laughs> That's not saying much, they, but well, it's not. But but still, they're 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 making strides. Yeah. Uh. So that's Tim Grimm that's playing Tim Grimm. Colonel McDougal, who is McDougal. McDougal. You can ask him anything, and if you're feeling lucky, he'll tell you. <laughs> uh, which is, he's going to be our escort, basically, through this whole movie. Movie? Movie. Wow. It felt kind of, I mean, the budget was so big, it felt like a movie. I, yeah, I'm, well, honestly, this was like kind of the apocalypse now of Home Improvement episodes. <laughs> we went in with too much technology and all went a little mad. <laughs> um, okay, let's sacrifice a cow and get back to the episode. Nice Hearts of Darkness <laughs> reference, dude. I respect that. It was a, it was a, well, I guess it's in the movie, yeah, too. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, they know each other. Tim and Tim and Colonel McDougal. Yes, they know each other from back in the day. Yeah, and Tim razzes uh, razzes Moon Pie McDougal about uh, I don't know being whatever. I mean, he's just doing Tim shit. Like, yeah. oh, there's a person on the show. I have to pull up my dick and begin measuring it against his. And I am reticent to mention this right after you say that uh, <laughs> because. McDougal throws it right back in Tim's face and saying, oh, yeah, well, I heard that the Boy Scouts wouldn't even take you. Yeah. And Tim responds by saying, yeah, but the Girl Scouts loved me. And, I'm like, and, and the audience kind of goes, woo! I know, and I'm like, ah, wait a minute, what? Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I, I get it, kind of. Like, he's referencing as a kid the girls... Girls, I don't know what the whole thing was just like, ah, yeah, this is a joke you leave on the writer's room board on the writer's room floor. <laughs> yeah. Some some jokes get left in the cutting room floor, others are best left on the writer's room floor, <laughs> yeah, on a post it note that you just throw into the trash can, yes, and the writer's room PA eventually empties it. Um, but uh, McDougal is here to show off some tank tools, yes, uh, with just gigantic wrenches and yeah. spanners. A wrench and a spanner are the same thing, so Heidi really wheels them all out and she goes gaga gooey over, uh. A man in uniform. Yeah, she goes baba booey over him, and and <laughs> yeah, she and also wearing uh, camouflage, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. She she wheels them out and says, "Here you go," and kind of looks at him, and he watches her go and says, "Thank you, Heidi." And big <laughs> response from the audience. Yep. Now, might I say, when Brad does that, it gets a different kind of response from the audience because it's like, "Oh, you tyke," but when it's a when it's a marine, everyone's like, "Yeah, we want him to have sex with Heidi." <laughs> And there is a Brad and Heidi connection in this episode uh, a little oh, bit later, but let's get there in a minute. A little weird. Uh, these are huge ass tools. They like are. you could bring out one of these tools in a sketch on SNL and you would think it's a, a prop. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I, it makes me question whether these are actual tank tools or <laughs> paper mache replicas that they've made. Listen, if it's one thing home improvement and tool time have never done, it's lead us astray in terms of actual tools yeah no i mean like the tool they used to shrink themselves down to four inches tall <laughs> was a real tool that is used every day it's just been discontinued because it was abused yes by tim and al because they because they shrunk <laughs> trunk al and almost stepped on him oh my god again let's remember that that episode existed like that yeah. it is taken as canon in the home improvement universe that tim and al once shrunk themselves down to four inches tall to run around inside a car and tim also squished al by stepping on him in that episode it was a really weird you know what what am i doing being confused by this episode this episode is normcore <laughs> compared to that episode oh my goodness anyway tim starts talking about uh, always having a fantasy to drive a, a tank in uh the the colonel is like you know what i think we might be able to arrange that if you want to come on out to california uh we can arrange for you to drive a tank and uh cue al to just <laughs> with his perfect timing come in to go uh you know letting tim drive a tank is jeopardizing national security <laughs> and 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 mcdougall says oh we have ten thousand marines on base to keep a close eye on tim that's not enough <laughs> it was exactly what was going through my head and al sometimes that happens where you're just so connected to a character that uh i don't know they they say the words in your head as they're coming out yeah right? it's it's like you know the best comedians he says what i'm thinking but i'm scared to say <laughs> uh and, and then the transition that we get from this mm. into the opening credits is very strange yeah a bunch of soldiers appear they look uh screen right and then just turn and march off kind of pirouette almost like they, they all stand up in front of us as though they've been sitting down so you see the backs yeah. of all these crew cutted heads yep. and they just kind of leap off to the right pivot and uh, they snap and pivot uh-huh we go to the theme song and uh <laughs> and put the laundry in the machine <laughs> flap your arms to try and stop falling <laughs> oh my god jill uh and tim that was the theme jill song and tim that was the theme song okay yeah we're, we're there um I, I should i should also just i should also just say though that like i, I love that i love that that moon pie colonel moon pie colonel mcdougal whatever yeah. uh has enough clout that like a guy on a basic cable tool show a like he he's on a base in california yeah Hey, uh, you know, I got to take a, uh, well, I'm sorry, General, I have to take a business trip to Michigan to appear on a, on a basic cable tool show. And then afterwards it's like, Hey, yeah, thanks for granting me leave and paying for my flight. Um, listen, 
can we let the dumbest man in the world drive a tank around? Like, I'm sure nothing will go wrong. Like, yeah, I wonder when. Okay, this is going to be testing both of our memories. When was Bud introduced? Bud was introduced sometime in season four. I think. okay, so Midway it was before the season. So this maybe in in theory there. No, I think it was a season. Was it, no, you're right. I think it was. I think it was. Because it the, might have been the we were introduced to uh, uh, Harry's wife in that episode, too, at the diner. Yes, and yes. And that was right. definitely this season. Yeah, because he meets Yeah, he meets Bud at the diner. Yeah, this yeah. was the season. Wow. I think it was early okay. this season. This has been memory work, um, <laughs> we, where we our memories do not work. Yes. Uh, so I was going to say that this could have been... Um, some sort of connection through Bud to try to test out new markets, uh, you know, new regional markets. That would have like, made sense. We'll, we'll bring on a, a California guy. We'll test a few markets out there by having um, uh, someone local that might entice viewers to t- tune in. Yeah. Get that military audience going. Well, yeah, yeah. We're going to put tool time on the Armed Forces well, Network. Okay, no one's like... arguing that having a military person on tool time isn't going to benefit tool time. Yeah, that's, no, that's, that's, that's great. That's going to happen. Time. But yeah, yeah. Well, the question is, why is someone from a California base coming back? Oh, cause Tim and he, they know each other. That's why that's the connection. Oh, I guess so. I guess so. But okay. You're right. We spent five minutes just circling around the obvious. And We're, I feel so really stupid about thing, it. The thing that the show explained, but to be fair, the show <laughs> explained that before Tim drove a tank around fair. Yes. Okay. Uh, we go from the theme song to the backyard where Jill is watering plants on the gazebo. I took almost the exact same note because we haven't really gotten a setup that shows the gazebo in a while. I know. I felt that same way. I'm like, I, I kind of like that set. Yeah. I want to see more happen out there. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. Know. Yeah. Hey, how about that? Uh, Tim comes home to tell us. <laughs> real, his... real half-ass Jay Leno. We were kind of easing out of uh, that I was, I was, I think I was more half-assing, uh, Edward G. Robinson from like his gangster movies. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See? Yeah, nice, yeah. yeah, nice gazebo you got here. Shame if someone drove a tank through it. <laughs> <laughs> Tim comes home to tell Jill about this big opportunity that he's been invited to California to drive a tank, and her immediate response is, "Okay, cool. When do we go?" And Tim is immediately outraged by this, like, "We? What do you mean we?" And this is where it's like, "What?" Like throughout the show, it seems like Tim's greatest concern, or like the thing that Tim wants more than anything, is for Jill to be as into his shit, yeah, right. as he is. Yeah, this this first portion was a little questionable, and it made me wonder, like, what kind of ulterior motives did Tim have uh, for his trip to California? He wanted my, to fuck the tank. He took the fucking words I'm out sorry, of my mouth. Dude, I'm sorry. Oh man, here, no, no, no. He's planning for, for, to fuck that tank. Forget it. Forget I said it. Say, yeah. He's, he's, I just said it. I just said he's it. gonna fuck the tank. They're gonna. He's gonna fuck the tank. He, he was. He had a plan all set up. He's like the second he invited me, the plan came fully formed into my brain of how I'm gonna fuck that tank, <laughs> and it was gonna go off like aces until I told Jill and she said, "When can I go?" Yeah, that's not part of the plan. No, no you can't come. No, I don't want a three way with a tank. That is not my kink. It is specifically <laughs> me and the tank on a bed of roses. Oh my god! Uh, it's it's it. I think that the sequel to David Cronenberg's crash has tanks in it like how else do you up the ante from people who get turned on yes, by car I crashes 100 except with tanks. tank crashes yeah yeah tank girl um <laughs> yeah so so jill wants to go as well yeah and uh tim fights her on this and is say you know and and then he's even like once she once he finally acquiesces like okay come you come with me but then all right i'll book us a resort in palm springs you can stay in the spa in the mud bath while i go drive my tank around in the mud and Jill is insistent, like, no, I want to go to the base, too. I was an army brat. And it's just... And I didn't... I, that was a really good point, because I didn't even... I mean, I was on board with Jill going, you know, from the get-go, but 
I'd almost forgotten that she came from a military family. And when yeah. she said that, I'm like, oh, that's an interesting perspective to this. It is. It is. Like, I, I was sort of, I was of two minds about it. I'm the, I, like, well, for one thing, it didn't make sense that Tim would ever be resistant to Jill coming along to right. do man stuff with him. Like, with that she's clearly into. Yeah. And then I was kind of like, well, on the one hand, it does make sense that Jill, who grew up around military stuff, would want to, would have an interest in it and want to pursue it actively. On the other hand, it's weird just like Jill opera fan jill ballet fan jill let's take dance lessons is also jill i've always wanted to drive a tank <laughs> yeah but see I, i'm more open to uh that character being into driving a tank than i am tim being open to going to opera because jill has such a, a wider uh, openness i guess to you know all kinds of cultural things and the fact that she has a military background I don't know, it just kind of all made sense to me. And Jill is the sort of person who would have a more diverse set of interests. Like, Tim is Yeah, that's kind of what narrow. I was getting to, yeah. Yeah, and well, I know that's why I'm saying it. You said oh, it. Okay. No, I'm saying it so I can get credit and edit out you saying it. <laughs> Fantastic. That's how the show works. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so she, uh, you know, she drives this hard bargain for wanting to drive yeah. the tank around. And, and Tim also points out that women aren't allowed to drive tanks. Should we break that open a little bit? I, I mean... I gotta be honest. I, I knew that there were a lot of restrictions and stuff for women serving in the military. Uh, I don't know if that's still true. I didn't, I wasn't aware that that was a thing then. It's, it seemed a little like, oh, really? This is 1995 that this was, that seemed late in the day, late in the, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, up until, up until like a couple of years ago, like women were allowed to join the military, but there were, I don't know, several dozen frontline combat jobs that women were not allowed to, like they weren't allowed Jesus to. Fuck. They weren't allowed to fly jets on combat missions. They weren't allowed to be in frontline infantry. They weren't allowed to be tank commanders or yep. on tank crews. Like, they could, you know, yeah, you can be a cook or you can be a mechanic or you can yeah. be support staff. They changed that during the Obama administration. So now, like, if, if you can meet the physical requirements to do that, you are allowed to, but... Okay, well, this is just me showing my ignorance as a, a privileged white male. So you show me where to sign to put my vote in for, you know, whatever needs to be changed well, well, no, they, to get that to be more equal. No, well, no, I mean, they did change it. Now women can do all those things. There's no more prejudice at all ever yeah, again. We fixed it. So, you know what? You know what? Hey, how about a white guy for president? How about a white guy for once? Men need this now that women can drive oh, tanks man. around. Okay, great. Um, I want to point out some stuff. Uh, I, I think that they were... Here, here is some stuff. And here is some stuff. Over here, you may have noticed some stuff. You know, just like their uh, outfits in the the opening, their wardrobe in the opening tool time scene where they're wearing camo, um, I think that the set dressers, they kind of knew this is going to be their, like, USO show. Yes. Uh, and they, they've put in a bunch of Easter eggs all over the place. Like, I saw a YMCA uh, magnet on the uh, the 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 refrigerator good yeah. god almighty why couldn't i think of that because of the tanks yeah T um, tanks for your memories no while right? that, yeah that's not technically a military branch it is you know uh a it hasn't been on the refrigerator before or since this episode yeah um that i've seen and you know that i pay attention to that stuff yes yes for, for me it could have been anything it could have yeah. been an elephant in the room and i wouldn't have noticed it <laughs> It just kind of looked i don't know like they were placing things to go okay let's all get our you know general uh philanthropy support out there mm -hmm. right now yes um and then one big indicator as to this uh not taking place in the general timeline of uh what we've been watching is the calendar oh god <laughs> landon for the troops for the troops would you stop with this but no no i guess not 
I I told you you were driving that, a tank through my face. <laughs> I told you that the calendars would come in handy someday. They have been so good about keeping up with what month this actual uh, episode aired in. This we watched it theoretically in January of '96. The calendar in the Taylor's kitchen says September. So that proof, not the fact that the boys are younger and have different hair. Uh, none of that. No, not the fact that it's nope. an older tool time set. Nope. It's that the calendar has the not calendar. been rigorously kept up with this. <laughs> Absolutely. I hope that I hope that that when this podcast is said and done, and maybe like years after the fact, when we're much older and you know we're we're in retirement, we're like chopping wood on a farm or two separate farms. Uh-huh. Not implying that we like retire together or anything, <laughs> but that that whoever was the prop master for home improvement who was in charge of the calendars hears this and like drives out to just visit you and like walks up to you with tears glistening in his eyes or her eyes and just like hugs you and then we cut to credits. Like I really hope that you were that there is one person who toiled and thought no one was ever seeing their good work on the show and that you are affirming their life. Oh my God. I, I kind of like the thing. Okay. So let's just picture for a second. Okay. Let's picture the entire it. home improvement cast for some reason is gathered together. So uh, this is like the cast end of, and crew, like, like the end of the Muppet movie when all the Muppets are there yes. and they're listening to uh, a, a smattering of grunt work. <laughs> I don't know why this is, this is my fantasy. Okay. They're all listening, but one after another, they slowly trickle away after we offend them yeah. on one thing. Like <laughs> Tim's, by Tim's the first to walk yeah. away. Tim is gone. <laughs> Zachary Ty Bryan, not far after when he hears everyone. Our political and, comments. I think it would be Mark before, uh, yeah, okay, <laughs> Zachary fair, Ty Bryan. Yeah. Uh, so Tara Noah Smith walks off. Then Zachary Ty Bryan. JGT stays forever. <laughs> he stays, but he's no, he, he stays for a little while. He stays longer because he's like, oh, let's, let's see how this plays out. Yeah. Uh, but then he, we embarrass him with going into his, uh, totally JTT stuff. Yes. He walks off. Uh, Patricia Richardson is like thankful, but then walks off. She ascends into heaven on a ray of light. She's like, you know what? I don't want this to define me anyway, so I'm out of here. Peace out. Uh, Wilson, well, um, RIP. Yeah, uh, he's already in heaven looking down. <laughs> Richard Karn is too kind to leave uh, right away, but pats us on the shoulder. He's like, ah, you know, I got a tea time. So, so, so wait, we're, we're, we're there watching them listen to a Yes, exactly, exactly. Okay, great. Nothing weird about this. <laughs> slowly one by one they all start to trickle out and then the only person left is this not even the set department but the one person in the set department who focuses on calendars and they're just they're crying yeah and it's that person that i do this for oh landon that's 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 really who we're in it for it's not for the fans (laughs) and it's not about the money or the fame and we get so much from this podcast it is about recognizing the good work of the person who supervised calendars exactly yeah yeah, and then a uh, gigantic rainbow comes into the theater where we're listening to it, and Rainbow Connection plays. Uh, I love it. Life is a grunt work, make your own ending, where we l- giggle and talk about our Patreon sponsors. Oh, I, would that be a scene of the grunt work movie? We talked a little bit a week or two ago about uh, the premise of our movie being you and I finding weird scenarios <laughs> in which to... <laughs> to be around all the other uh, <laughs> cast members, yeah, I, yeah, it's 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 either that or the grunt work. Mo- like, I don't know if you've seen the trailers for the Impractical Jokers yeah. movie, which is just like a really weird, flimsy pretext for a bunch of middle-aged white guys to like play oh, pranks yeah, on each other. Right. I think that that is more likely what the grunt work movie would be <laughs> is like some weird, awkward, stilted scenes of us like driving around the country, interspersed with us just sitting in a room, grousing <laughs> about calendars. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I'll I'll leave the calendars alone and the rest of that scene alone uh, as we transition. Uh, the scene falls actually, so we don't have a choice. The, yes. the the ground falls from beneath us, and we uh, dip down into the next scene, which is Al's apartment. And it starts off 
in a beautiful, beautiful trick shot, an extreme close-up of what appears to be the tool time set until we pull back and find out that Al has, like, a scale model of the tool time set <laughs> behind glass that he's polishing. Uh, I love shots like that. It, it was a really, um, I, I wish that they'd just gone all in and they'd had, like, the figurines that he uses for the board game also <laughs> on. Like, that he was playing with it, like, yeah. oh, you know, Al, you're my best friend. Why don't you host today? Oh, well, thank you, Tim. <laughs> well, we've tried that in the past, and that didn't go over so well, so. No, no, every every time we've played that game, it, it, it turns sexual very quickly. Uh, he's tidying up uh, the apartment when there's a knock on the door. I should just, I just want to read, read my note okay. for this. Uh, Al, you are allowed to read your note. Al is polishing a scale mat- model of the tool time set at his apartment. One line down. Where's the hammock? It's no hammock. He's so angry about I that. I just want that. I mean, I, I know that last week I was saying like, oh, I probably doesn't have a hammock anymore. But now to find it out, it hurts me. <laughs> uh, well, maybe he's brought it back. I mean, last week we found it. So, okay, where does this, in terms of our timeline, not that we, chronology plays much in what we do week to week here, but no. uh, do we file this episode as a beginning of the season, like a, a 1995 episode, or do we file this as the broadcast episode? <sighs> man, Landon, tough questions like that. I mean, can any man truly answer? I, I mean, it's... Because while it might not make a lot of difference generally... In terms of these important questions of, does he have a hammock? Does he not have a hammock? Well, he didn't in this episode, but did he bring it back? I mean, if we are going uh, chronologically, and this was at the beginning of the season, we can probably assume that, well, he got rid of it for Eileen, but maybe he brought it back since this episode aired. Maybe so, but there's nothing to base that on. I think the most we can assume is that he's gotten rid of the hammock, probably because Eileen civilized him. Mm. I don't know. I mean, okay. how, how many guys, like, are completely uncivilized slobs until a woman comes into their life and makes <laughs> them start behaving like a, a normal Fair. person? Fair. Yes. Um, so... Knock uh, on the door. Yes. Bonk, bonk, bonk. Yes, and it's Tim and Jill and the boys who yeah. come running in with their sleeping bags and are all excited for a weekend with Al. Weekend at Allie's. <laughs> uh, and as Al puts it, a wild, carefree weekend. Uh, but don't put that there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he doesn't want them putting their sleeping bags on the couch for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, uh, just, um, I think it's the general idea of making a mess uh, right away. Because once they stake their claim where they're going to put their things then that's just going to be where their things are for the weekend. So I can see him going, nope, sleeping bags are over here, butts are on the couch. That's how that works. Yeah, okay, fair. He's, you know, Al just thought he was going to have three rambunctious boys in his <laughs> one-bedroom apartment and nothing would go wrong. <laughs> um, Tim Tim thanks Al for watching the kids and then turns it into a backhanded burn by saying it's great that you've got no life um, and have time to yeah, look after the kids. I forgot that. Yeah, sorry to take you down there. Oh, that's all right. Um... <clears throat> Jill starts giving Al a bunch of advice about uh, the time zones and how to get in touch with them. <laughs> like, yeah. you got to remember, it's three hours behind. So when you're trying to contact us, blah, 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 nine yeah. o'clock is really six o'clock. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and nine o'clock is six o'clock and four o'clock is one o'clock and on and on. And Tim says, J- Jill, if you keep doing this, it's going to be like we're still going to be here three hours from now. Yeah, or something right. Like that. Or probably a funnier version of that joke. I can't really. Or a different version of that joke that was equally as funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <anyway>. Hey. <laughs> Um, Tim and Jill file out the door, leaving uh, Al with the kids, and they're all asking, you know, hey, what are we going to do this weekend? Uh, or Mark is asking that as he's playing with um, some sort of model that uh, that of Al's, and Tim's like, or Al's like, hey, 
Don't touch that. Your dad already broke that. Brilliant line. Brilliant little <laughs> underhanded line, yeah. Uh, and he's like, all right, well, let's get ready for our wild, carefree weekend. I thought we could start with a little parcheesy. He pulls the, he like reaches onto a shelf that's off screen and then just like pulls it out. Slides it out, yeah. I, yeah, it's 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 such a great line. Just parcheesy. <laughs> it's really fun. I also don't know what, like I have heard of the game parcheesy. I was going to ask what, you the same question. What is parcheesy? What is parcheesy? It no. sounds good. I, it sounds delicious. It sounds like a dip. Because <laughs> uh, it's like par. Maybe parcheesy. Parboiled cheese. I think it's it's just like par cheese. Parmesan cheese. Uh, so the game is, is it's the, just a block of parmesan just, Yeah, exactly. So it's, okay, look, then I don't know why the kids seem so bored. Because if there was a game that was just eating Parmesan cheese. Because, I'll tell you why. Parcheesy is the game that your parents play with their friends when they want you to leave the room when you're a kid. That was always Pictionary when I was a kid. Oh, Pictionary? But, uh, oh, my God. No, well, maybe it's because I was a drawer. I've been like, oh, yeah, I want to play Pictionary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Parcheesy. I, something that's like, I don't understand what that word is, and it sounds adult, so I'm out of here. Yeah. And then they open it up, and it's just a cheese board with Parmesan. Different... <laughs> Shades of hardness of Parmesan cheese. <laughs> that would be amazing if there was a board game that seems super boring just to, just to separate the wheat from the chaff and you open it up and it's just full of, like, yeah, it's just, a, yeah, fill, filled with cheese. <laughs> yeah. I should actually keep my cheese board in a, like, an old risk box or something <laughs> so nobody ever, no one ever gets at it because I'm the only one I've ever met who wants to play risk. If you left the cheese in the risk box, then it would be an appropriate title. Che- because it's oh because cheese is risky well cheese well for you yes, yes cheese absolutely. is risky but well, it's also, also it's also risky for everyone around me let's be real <laughs> joke doesn't need to go further than that uh he's like Landon, because i mean because farting landon <laughs> um just i just had to make sure everyone got it got it um yes. also another way you can kind of tell that this is the beginning of the season um i don't want to say that Richard Karn has gained weight at all through the season, but if anything, he's lost at weight. the beginning of the season. He looked really svelte. Yes. And I didn't realize how svelte he looked until seeing this episode again, where I'm like, Oh wait, but he didn't last week. And now he does again. So I'm wondering, uh, cause I remember making a comment on that. One of the earlier episodes of the season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where, where it looks like if anything, Tim is heavier than Al yeah, at yeah. some point, which makes Tim's comments all the more galling, which was true at the beginning of the season, which doesn't necessarily feel true now. Uh, but in this episode it does because of the flipping timelines, who gives a shit? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway the listeners the give li- a shit. do they do they really no they don't. write in and let us know if you give a shit uh <laughs> they don't give enough of shit to, to write in we'll never find out um and he also just al is also tossing out maybe this is maybe this is related to why he seems svelter in this episode that he's got loads of uh low sodium rice cakes and fig bars mm, as uh, mm-hmm. prizes for the winners absolutely uh yeah and uh, they're, the boys are like, oh, man, this is going to be a bummer of a weekend. This is not the, the kind of things. And he's like, okay, I see that you guys are a little down. I, you know, I can relate. Um, my parents left me once uh, when they went to Amish country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we get a little fun little exchange between Randy and Al. And I'm like, oh, man, I want more of that. <laughs> two of the finest actors on the show having a, having a bit together. <laughs> yeah, don't even have to qualify it with the show. Just two of the finest actors. Yeah. That, the Shakespearean ever, company yes. has ever seen. Yeah, yeah. St- step the hell aside, Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> Use your left foot to do it. Step aside because uh, Richard Carr and Jonathan Taylor Thomas are here to show you how it's done. <laughs> oh. But... He said, yeah, they, they they went to Amish country, and I was mad at them for so long afterwards. And Randy goes, you got over it, right? And Al just sits there and goes, I'd rather not talk about it. <laughs> oh, perfect, uh, perfect delivery on that. And, just uh, perfect. We don't have a good um, 
position anywhere else in this episode, but right now. So it's a little premature, but guys, pile on in. We're getting in the trolley, and we're going to JTT Junction. And you should probably hurry and get on here, because this tank is barreling towards <laughs> us, and we need to get going, because it's going to rip up all the tracks. Uh, okay, this is not going to be hard to remember, but okay. uh, can you... Okay, so for JTT Junction, for those of you just tuning in, <laughs> we are reading excerpts... The most pointless recap. You know, we've never... We don't... <laughs> We don't really explain why we talk about chalupas all the time in reference to everything else. I know we're talking about the chalupa <laughs> challenge now, but we never really give the backstory on that thing we talk about constantly. But this Landon feels needs constant reminders. Listen, I think that there might be people out there who are cutting out chunks of our show and sharing it to their friends to go, you want a little taste of what you're going to get into if you want to listen to grunt work? Listen to this 15-minute chunk. So if they're going to get this, I want them to have the context. <laughs> So people are doing the thing that you have repeatedly recommended that I do and I have not done because I am too lazy as one of the co-hosts of the show and the guy who edits it. You think that our fans are like, oh, man, let me make a greatest hits clip for them. Yes, exactly. Uh, one more thing. I, I, I hope Columbo was our I, uh, <laughs> Jay Columbo. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's on his way to on his way to solve a mystery and also, you know, interview the cast of Becker. He he <laughs> likes to listen to our podcast online. On his way to solve a mystery in a 1932 Ford uh, Model T. Um, and the mystery is, why is Conan O'Brien more popular than me? <laughs> okay, preface, I'll make it quick. We're reading excerpts from Totally JTT by Michael Ann Johns, uh, the unauthorized biography of Jonathan Taylor Thomas. We are in Chapter 3. Um, this is Part 2. Give us a little recap of what we went through last week. Last week, uh, we learned about a show called Hammer Time. Hammer Time, yeah. That's about this family called the Taylors, and mm -hmm. the patriarch is on a tool show, yeah. and there's these kids, and his wife is really smart, and he's got a co-host on the tool show. Named Al. Uh, named Al. So I guess GTT got an audition or a role on this yep. show called Hammer Time that I've never heard of. I've never heard of Hammer Time I cannot fathom either. what it could possibly be. I don't know, but let's dive into uh, part two of chapter three to find out some answers. Yes. Okay. There were several real powers behind the show. One. More powers? <laughs> one executive producer, Matt Williams, uh, was particularly famous. He helped stand-up comedian, then known as Roseanne Barr, uh, who also then became known as Roseanne Barr again, uh, to become the star of her own sitcom, ABC, Roseanne Barr. ABC TV's Roseanne. <clears throat> After public disagreements with his prima donna star, however, <laughs> Mr. Williams departed the show. Still, he and his partners, Carmen Finestra and David McFadden, mm. maintained that the concept of transforming a successful stand-up comic into a sitcom, sitcom star was a valid one. You know, I'm surprised I tripped over the C in that and not all the S's that came out of it. Yeah, that. that's interesting. It's interesting <laughs> the way you're fucking up. <laughs> Parentheses, they were right in doing so uh, and started a trend later to include Jerry Seinfeld, yep. uh, which happened before... Uh, Roseanne. Yes. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres and Brett Butler of Grace Under Fire. Back in 1991. Oh, yeah. 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 No, yeah. Grace Under Fire. Yeah. Huge. huge. It was huge. It wasn't huge? Yeah. Oh. I didn't think it was huge. I, it's, it hasn't had any life after it, it aired, but while it was on, it was big. Okay. I don't remember the time that it was on that well, I oh, guess. That's okay. the real thing. Uh, Only 90s kids won't remember this. <laughs> Back in 1991, they found their new funny man in Tim Allen. Uh, this is a 
biography of JTT, by the way. Yeah. <clears throat> Tim, then, uh, was always the main force behind Hammer Time. Just as Roseanne was created for her, Hammer Time was created for him. It's his stand-up shtick uh, it's based on. In other words, Tim was the show. All other casting was done around him. Do you think they're talking about home improvement? I, I, they're talking about Hammer Time, Truman. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. I'm sorry, I need to pay better attention here in JTT Junction. <laughs> in truth, the concept of a modern man's primal urge to hammer and saw wasn't just a uh, funny stand-up act. It, was, uh, it wasn't so far from Tim's sit-down real life either. Wow. What? Now, listen, I admit I trip over my words a lot. There are some the, sentences that are constructed in this book that are... not doing you any favors. <laughs> no, they aren't. Um, even when the cameras aren't rolling... Tim Allen is very much a Mr. Fix-It who actually is obsessed with cars, power tools, and appliances. He also, uh, he is also a 12-year overnight success story who, wait, though hilariously funny, certainly never foresaw a career in show business. I, how are you a, a are you a 12-year success story or an overnight success story? Pick a side, it's, it's we're a at war, there's tanks. <laughs> Like, well, what, what does that's that mean? That's a pretty common phrase. It took his whole career to become an overnight success. They said the same thing about Bogart. I guess. I don't know. I, I just, the phrasing here seems a little, it seems a little suspect to me. Okay. Uh, so rephrase it for me, Landon. Make me, make me like it. <laughs> uh, he was a overnight success. Su oh, now I like it a lot. <laughs> tell me about, tell me about this suck sex story. Uh, that's, 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 sex. That's, uh, that's, uh, grunt work red, our, our sexy, uh, supplemental Patreon podcast. Be, uh, grunt work blue. That would be, well, that would be, well, grunt and then work, we pair it with grunt work white and then we have a three colors trilogy. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, and it's all, it's all about the military and tanks and how great America is. Oh, I was going with a Polish. <laughs> I was going with a Polish art house joke. You were yeah. going with. An American, American industrial complex, uh, military industrial complex, or or or, uh, or or Gruntwork Blue is just the one that is really you know it's really edgy show about cops where we see Dennis Franz's butt a lot. <laughs> there, an NYPD Blue joke. Oh my we've, god, we've covered all the sectors of comedy: <laughs> America, Polish independent film, and uh, Dennis Franz's hairy butt cheeks. Uh, okay, I'm going to put this on the table for a vote. Um, we stopped talking. I, about I this. was going to keep reading more and more about this uh, as I look forward. Um, there does not seem to be mention of JTT for another paragraph, two, three paragraphs. Jesus. Should I just skim through some yeah, of this yeah, really quickly? Yeah. Okay. I, Tim has to be the center of attention so much that he's even hijacked JTT's book. This is insane. <laughs> Tim, will, when, when will you stop? This, oh. JTT Junction is a special place where we talk about our Lord and Savior, JTT. I, I should have excerpted this better, but... Uh, Just you know, last week, it. you were like, oh, no, we have to talk about all of it. I thought maybe there would be something interesting here. Uh, Tim comes by his love of fooling uh, with tools, honestly, born and raised in... <laughs> reading the words that are on the fooling page. Fooling with tools or tooling with fools. Uh, and how do you do that with uh, honesty? I don't know. Um, uh, born and raised in Denver, Colorado, fondest memories, uh, Saturday spent with his father, Gerald. Oh, we didn't know Tim Allen's real father's name. Oh, okay. Um, and four you, brothers uh, at a nearby department store. Uh, they'd head straight for the, you guessed it, hardware section and stay for hours. Uh, quote, each of, us had a, uh, each of us boys had a toolbox, and every Christmas, my mom would get us each a new tool. Uh, interesting Christmas there for Tim. Uh, Tim's con contented childhood came crashing to an end, a prompt end when his father was killed by a drunk driver. Uh, that's interesting. No, no jokes about that. No frivolity here. That is a legitimate tragedy. Considering he also 
by the end of the series gets pulled over for drunk driving. Uh, but I also want to point out that two chapters ago, we had to fact check this author. So yeah. I want to make sure. Okay, whatever. I'm not going to dwell on that. Uh, devastated, uh, relied on strong love for each uh, other. Devastated, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. life-affirming experience. Uh, came back from the brink of depression, uh, forged an entire career in a cocaine arrest. Wait, do they cover the cocaine arrest? Uh, who was eleven at the, he was eleven at the time, uh, and hey, explains less tragedy, more funny stuff uh, about about the drug arrest that is also not something to be made. Several light years of. later, his mom got remarried. They moved to Birmingham, Michigan. Interesting, oh. that's not too far from me. Hmm. Uh, where Tim attended high school, that's never much of an academic type. Tim uh, did ace at least one subject every year. You guessed it, shop, shop. class. Also developed a passion for cars that remains unflagging. Boy. Uh, he once traded an entire summer's pay for a custom-built dune buggy. That sounds like a Tim move. Everything yeah. about that tracks. Again, we have to fact-check all the stuff I, in this I book. I also just really hate that we're talking about Tim and JTT Junction. Okay, here's something. Can, okay, can you imagine it. all the teens reading this book wanting, like, <laughs> juicy JTT goss? And they're just like, God damn it, I don't want to know what Tim Allen is. Like, what is my dad? <laughs> I like that you think a bunch of teenage boys are reading this book. You know, Landon, I'm not good at vo- look. I, I, it's like I'm kind of giving you cl- like it's not about like you're supposed to let your imagination do a certain amount of the okay. work. Like I'm trying to copy the idioms of a teenage guy. It's just it's fine. Uh, here's what I'm going to put the ultimatum on the table. Okay. One more paragraph, and we don't get a mention of JTT. I'm going to cut it there for today, and we'll come back next week. I, the, every single book I read, I have that same thing. If I don't see a mention of Jonathan Taylor Thomas in the first paragraph, <laughs> that's that's why I never finished Why the Cider House Rules. Or, oh, wow. Or, or The Cider House Rules. Um, in high school, Tim was famous for something else, being the class clown. Quote, if I didn't have something to be a smart aleck about, I wasn't happy, he remembers. Years later, the character of Randy Taylor would be based in part on the young Tim Allen. In spite of all the goofing off, Tim not only managed to graduate, but go on to Western Michigan University. Looking forward to a career uh, behind the camera, he uh, majored in television production. That's, that feels like a decent spot to end for today. Yeah. I mean, a better place to end would have been before we even began, because this is really not, you know... JTT Junction is withering and dying right now. We need we need a, an emergency <laughs> infusion of JTT. Uh, and with that, the, the trolley to bring us back to grunt work proper uh, has actually broken down. So oh, we all no. have to walk back on this oh. uh, solemn JTT Junction this week. Oh, man. So, the, so yeah, the trolley is out of, out of service for maintenance, but there is a shuttle bus that will be running, but it only comes once every half hour, and it smells like... P. <laughs> gross. I, hey, man, you, you say gross, but that is my reality as someone who relies on the L.A. Metro. We uh, cut to the next scene on the Army base. Yeah. They we, are in California. Yes, they are. Well, they've always been in California. Let's be real, folks. But, <laughs> uh, Truman is winking really hard at me. Yes. You Can, can you hear it? That kind of, yeah, that's gross. Yeah, Stop that. It's a nasty sound. Yeah, it's that, there's your ASMR, folks. Um, I have a friend that can make her eye, eye tear duct bubble. Ew. And it's that, disgusting how sounding. How do you control that? That's I don't the worst know. thing in the world. I don't know. Okay, so um, they are, yeah, they're walking along uh, the military base past a row of four tanks, and Jill clearly knows more about tanks than Tim. She's rattling off technical specs and things yeah. like that. Yeah, and uh, suffice it to say, the uh, the colonel from earlier, Colonel McDougal, is escorting them around, answering yeah. their questions, and uh, Jill's, a, Jill's a bit of a know-it-all. And, you know, I, hey, but what else has this colonel got to do today, except show his old buddy <laughs> around the base? I mean, look, it's 1996. We're dropping some bombs on Kosovo. That's it. No land war going on. 
we're fine. We've got the time. Uh, as they're walking by these tanks, they pass one where you clearly get the name of the tank on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's called the Bloody Mongrel. Yeah. Um, and I was hoping for just a, a reveal of every tank they walk by to have a different name on it. But ah. we only ever see the Bloody Mongrel. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, I mean, that's a dope-ass tank name. Yeah. What would you name your tank? Uh, oh, God, I don't know. Um, do I have to be here? What? <laughs> so you 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 would really you'd shock the the enemy with your with your callous indifference with your with your sense of angst and <laughs> yeah uh, exactly and boredom like the Taliban is like oh man I can't fight this guy his attitude is too bad. <laughs> Listen, infidel. If you're not gonna, if you're not gonna play, like if you're not gonna be excited to be here fighting us, then we're just gonna go home. <laughs> We've never tried that tactic before. We're always so aggro about it. Why don't yeah. we just go? Eh. It's reverse psychology I, on them. It's just we could attack you back, but yeah. you know, the Taliban's up there. Like this is why we say death to America. It's you guys don't even try. Seriously. <laughs> I know you want me to be devastated by what's happened here, but it seems just like a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, apathy is really what it's going to take to win that 20-year war. Uh, God. Uh, anyway. Well, you didn't ask, but I'd name my tank the HUD shooter, the HUD shooter proxy. Mm. But uh, anyway, go on. Mm. Jill uh, tells Colonel McDougal that she's always dreamed of driving a tank, but she knows that she'll never be able to because she's a female. Cue Tim to go, oh boy, here we go with this nonsense. Uh, political correctness, social justice warriors. Feminism. Uh, then the colonel chimes in. He's like, you know what? Actually, uh, you're right. We're, you know, the rules say you can't drive this in the field, but uh, we might be able to pull some strings for you and get you and Tim to drive an obstacle course if you want. Yeah, and Jill is very excited about this. And Tim is not no he's not and and he is at this point he's scrambled into one of the tanks and is sitting by the machine gun nest and he and this is what al was <laughs> referring to when he said it's not enough uh troops to prevent a threat to national security yeah he hops up on the tank the guy says tim get down from there there are a lot of buttons up there tim goes oh, i love buttons <laughs> Great line, really, great delivery. Really good line. Well done, Tim. Uh, and then the next time we cut to him, he's in the nest leaning on the machine gun. Yes. And, like, that is precisely what needs to be curtailed here. And also, well, also what should be curtailed is the machine guns being loaded when <laughs> when when unqualified civilians are just walking around the tanks. And uh, what would be an example of why that would be? Well, I think it would be... Well, it's also... This is one of those machine guns where if you kind of lean on it, it just starts shooting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you know that model, yep, right? Yeah, they Landon is a huge gun nut. Uh, everyone from Michigan is. But, uh, yeah, he, like, leans on it or smacks it or something, and it starts, show enough, shooting, and then we get this cutaway shot to a bunch of soldiers who I guess were standing elsewhere nearby watching what was going on. At least on. standing as far as the reverse shot goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as, as far as the weird, uh, as far as the 180 degree rule will allow <laughs> us to believe. But they, um, and they're all standing by like an APC and a, and a truck and they all run and dive for cover as bullets are bouncing off things around them. Yep. Uh, so, so that's, that's Tim Taylor just, just endangering the I, lives of of our our men and women who enlist to defend our country's tis of thee um nice i don't know laws i know you, some you, laws yeah oh. <laughs> i think i don't know i don't even know if i know the laws i think i know i just presume you're that really, they're laws you're really keeping your butt covered here land i mean i, I know I've some laws never actually read a law that said i can't murder somebody i just assume that's it because that's what i've been told that's what happens to everybody else who murders somebody <laughs> except for robert durst for a long time there but i also assume that there are laws on the books that if you shoot at a soldier that's probably something that will at least get you court-martialed i i mean if if you're a 
foreign national who shoots at a soldier it's enough to get you shot legally like state sanctioned murder in fact uh so i i'm not saying tim is doing war crimes here but i'm thinking maybe he should uh i mean he's doing regular crimes at least <laughs> at the very least even if it's an accident i mean i i don't and i don't want to harp on this because i feel like as a couple of liberals we we already you know we already bang this drum a lot but it is it does help to be a well-to-do white guy where you can have a, an oopsie like that and it just gets, and they, yeah. he does that and they still let him drive the tank you shot a machine yes. gun at soldiers. Well, to be fair, the driving portion of it doesn't have activation to uh, guns. He, he can't load the tank. Uh, the what do you call the 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 main thing? The, the, the main the main thing is yeah. what it's called. Oh, it is. Yeah, okay. yeah. He can't he can't load the main thing. <laughs> the the big bullet. The the, the big the, bullet tube. Yeah. The, <laughs> the missile tube. Yeah. Yeah. The missile tube. That's what I call my dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow I, I mean an easy an easy joke I've yes never <laughs> low-hanging fruit sure listen i don't need to know about your testicles as well um <laughs> all right folks it's been a great podcast we're gonna we're gonna go out on top it will not be any funnier than this okay so back to it they um so yeah we cut then to them uh, on the obstacle course so yeah we get this weird uh, you know scene slide transition where a bunch of dust covers the screen then we are in the field for the obstacle course we are wasting no time getting tim and jill hit, uh, pitted head to head in this uh want to call it the great race part three yeah basically uh, that yeah it, basically that it it's not because bob vila is not involved but now landon what it, like tim gets into one tank jill gets into another tank there's this third tank there hey what's that oh that's uh, that's another guy i think actually guys <laughs> you two might know each other and the guy like flips up his visor it's bob Dude, vila. that is a missed opportunity well tim we meet again and then like tim is like tr- <laughs> trying to crank the, the the missile tube around um that would have been amazing i would have liked that quite a lot uh <laughs> Uh, I've lost complete track of where we are. Uh, they, they they are there. They each have like a tank commander sitting yeah, right, in there okay. with them, helping them drive. And uh, yeah, they go and they have this these pylons set up that they're supposed to kind of weave around. Stay on this in between. Course. Yep. And um, I, so was this a race or this is just an obstacle course? It's I mean, a, it was an obstacle course. That they're both running at the same time. So yeah. I don't know if that also later Jill says this a wasn't a race, so yeah. it doesn't matter. But I mean, they kind of treated it as one. Yeah. Um, okay, so, of course, they, they both take off, um, and Jill is doing really well, staying between the lines, uh, surprising everybody, uh, doing pretty basic stuff, I think, uh, whatever. Just going in a straight line. <laughs> yeah, and right. not, not running over everything in sight uh, uh, like someone else. Unlike Tim, yeah, who is starting to veer off, uh, all over in every direction, and I'm like, oh boy, here he goes off on the 696 again. Yep. Um, doesn't, though, uh, I, question that came up in my mind, how fast can tanks go? I mean, I I think I think they can go like I mean it depends on terrain, but I think they can go like thirty or forty miles an hour. Well, that's not, I'm, I think that's about what I would expect. Yeah, I mean you know it's they, not going to go like a seventy no, mile an no, hour tank no, would be way, way too heavy for and that. But scary to be perfectly honest. Yeah, they, and they don't want tanks to be scary at all. <laughs> they want people to feel very comfortable with tanks. Uh, anyway, he does start to veer off course, and it's not the six ninety six he's going down. Oh, it's no. a conveniently placed golf course on a military base i kind of love this caddyshack moment though like i i, w- I wish that i i wish that uh bill murray had uh, guest starred in this or something this yeah is very much uh, i think it's the end of caddyshack 2 oh, where God. dan Aykroyd blows the blows a crater in the the green trying to get rid of the gopher i mean that's also the, the end of caddyshack 1 oh is it okay i, I, I i'm mixing the I, two look, i haven't seen caddyshack 2 but i would imagine like a lot of shit explodes in the caddyshack franchise okay great uh anyway golf course 
there are uh, golf clubs. Yep. And they're they run stationed over. inside of golf carts. Yes. And they run over the golf carts. They get run over. Yep. And everyone is fleeing. And uh, from that, we get a golf golf clubs raining from the sky transition yep. to uh, the base cafeteria. The the mess hall. Is yes. that what this is? Yeah, it is a mess is hall. Is that a mess hall? Yes. I originally wrote barracks, and I'm like, nope, that's not right. Nope, no, 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 no. Barracks are what you dig out under the trenches and underground rooms. Uh, no, the barracks is just the big room that all the soldiers sleep in. So that could be back on the military base, built yeah. like a building. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like or in or or in the video game StarCraft, you build a barracks, and that's what where you can produce Marines to go. Oh, fight got Zerg. it. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. same with uh, X One XCOM. Yeah. XCOM. Yeah, yes, Good exactly. Uh, Tim and Jill come in to get some food. Uh, the Colonel Colonel McDougal is with them, uh, and he's kind of annoyed. Uh, yeah, just a little bit, probably because he had to pull a lot of strings to get Tim on the base, and then Tim has completely put his shit in the street. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they sit down and uh, and and. You know, they sit down with uh, Colonel McDougal and one of McDougal's friends, and uh, Tim is being a super sore loser. Yeah, yeah. Uh, till uh, Jill is kind of teasing him, the the colonels. So the other guy that comes to sit down is another colonel. Yeah. Um, and says, "Hey, man, uh, he's talking to Jill. Your your exploits here are traveling around the base. Congratulations. We had no idea. Um, and this is annoying the fuck out of Tim. Yes. However." We have to go into a little character actor corner. Ah, yes. Or you mean a character actor barracks. <laughs> character actor barracks. A character actor foxhole. <laughs> Again, this guy, I thought, I mean, maybe it's just how good they are at their roles. I, I thought that this was another military guy. I'm like, yeah. oh, they just brought in, like, people from the actual military base to yeah. kind of, uh, as a, a sign of goodwill yeah. or whatever to have them in the episode. Um, no, this guy is named Vaughn Armstrong. Which sounds like a military yeah, name. Yeah, that's a serious, yeah, that's, that's really good. <laughs> he was in uh, Star Trek Enterprise, which <sighs> I haven't got to yet, but I'm excited to. You shouldn't be. Uh, that's here, the wrong reaction to have to Star Trek Enterprise. I'm going to say it again. Clear and present danger. What the hell is going on? I don't this? know. What casting <laughs> we, director worked on we're this? We're starting a whole new metagame here. Yeah, were yeah. they in clear and present danger? We should have been playing it for the last couple episodes. Uh, the Philadelphia Experiment. Mm. Uh, the Net ooh, with Sandra Bullock. Ooh. Uh, that was the one that I had a little crush on back mm-hmm. if you uh, yeah. long-time listeners. Yeah, yeah. This guy, okay, so I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to click on this guy's name, and it's going to be like three credits. One of yeah, them is yeah. Home Improvement, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, 98 credits. Oh, shit. Um, he is still acting uh, with something coming out this year called Unbelievable, and I say it like that because it has five exclamation points after it. You can tell that's going to be good. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to – Criminal Minds might be the most recent thing that uh, is recognizable. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh. Modern Family. His first credit goes back to the late 70s Whoa. on uh, ABC Weekend Specials. Um and Cinderella 2000, Coma, he was in. That's a Michael Douglas movie. Okay. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Da, 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 da. Uh, Remington Steele. Oh. Uh, I didn't know they brought the Hitchcock hour back. Alfred Hitchcock Presents apparently mm. was in the 80s. Okay. Uh, oh, he was on Next Generation. It's Commander Chorus in a early, it looks like a season one or two episode. He was on Cheers. <gasps> two episodes. Wait. Okay. He played uh, in one called uh, Golden Boyd. He played a character called Uncle Val. Okay. Okay. And in Gift of the Woody, he, uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, no. Gift of the Woody, he played Uncle Val. In uh, Golden Boyd, he played Mr. Osborne. Interesting. 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 Is it? 
a couple of a couple of Woody centric episodes. <laughs> I mean, anything related to Cheers is interesting to me. Wayne. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Show some respect. Also on Seinfeld, uh, played Lieutenant Coleman oh. in two episodes. Okay. Military uh, stuff. Clear and present danger. Home improvement. Babylon Five. Melrose Place. Baywatch Nights. Holy shit! Was this guy on ER? You know, Landon, I've given it some real thought. I've not seen other. In- I, I'm. I'm sorry. I, like this is. I'm anxious, but my gut is telling me no. Just want to verify, in 1999, playing Greg Mitchell, <laughs> Von Armstrong played on the series ER. Uh, Sorry, folks, no chalupas this week, uh, which takes the pressure off me, so uh, thank you. God damn it, Landon. <laughs> I mean, well, look, you said yourself you didn't want him to get the chalupas right away. As yeah, soon right, as yeah, the chalupa build a little tension, you know, that's how I like yeah, to do yeah, things. Yeah, a little, yeah, yeah. Little tantric chalupas. Tantric chalupas is going to be the name of our trivia team. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. That's ah, tantric chalupas, dude. That's a really good couple of words that you mashed together. (laughs) Let's go back to the mess hall where they're having lunch. Yes. Uh, So Tim and Tim is not Tim and Tim. Tim Tim. Uh, yeah, the adventures of Tim Tim and his dog Snowy. Uh, they are Tim is being a total bitch about the fact that he's not good at driving a tank. Yeah, he and Jill are arguing about the fact that you know he thinks that Jill is grandstanding. He's just upset with the yeah. fact that that everyone is is appreciative of Jill and not him. And so they get into this fight, and McDougal and his friend are kind of like make an excuse to get up and go. And Tim is like, "Oh no, no, you guys don't have to leave." And McDougal goes, "Sorry, Tim, it's not our war." <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then and then he says to jill wow jill you did something most countries can't do you got the marines to retreat <laughs> a couple of really well written lines there yeah um <clears throat> this proceeds to turn into a bit of a fight between the two of them and he goes you know you don't have to defend me because through this whole thing she's trying to say well tim 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 you know tim, does tim, 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 tim yeah tim. i'm doing great but tim also and so he's like you don't have to defend me and she's like okay well you know i did do a little better but who cares and he goes i care and I wanted to point that out because he – this is pretty typical of Tim where it doesn't matter what answer you give him. He's just going to be, like, contrary to what you're saying just because he's so upset and pissy. Yeah, he's going to be mad for madness's sake. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. they start fighting. Uh, they continue to bicker, and they say, stop acting like you're five years old. Um we get a tank transition unless you have anything more for that scene. No, I do not. We go uh, to Al's apartment. Yeah. They just finished a game of Scrabble. And people are like, uh, energy is flagging. No one is having fun. Everybody's bored. Randy is just completely flat on the couch. Yeah, from boredom, not from relaxation. No, no, no. He's not. He's not relaxed. Uh, and then fi- finally, uh, when when they seem to have no interest in playing Chinese checkers, Al recommends they play another game, a game of his own invention. I, well, I do I want to mention Brad's line there because yeah. I thought it was kind of oh, funny. Yeah. Uh, they're just about to go to bed, mm-hmm. and uh, Al's like, "Oh, I think we got time for one more game of Chinese checkers." And Brad's like, "Uh." You know, Mom doesn't let us play Chinese checkers right before bed. She says it makes us too hyper. Yeah. <laughs> a really good deadpan line. Like kind of yeah. a Randy quality line out of Brad. It's, yeah, yeah. Folks, you'll love to see it. Um, but then Al pulls a little something out that does get the boys on board. It is the Tool Time Home Edition game that he created himself. Oh, boy. Yeah. This is... 
so this isn't the first instance of this. I mean, because there, if memory serves me, there's an episode with the home improvement or the full time game in it. I, re- I remember that episode as well. And it's, it's not this up. episode. It's not this episode. So this is the okay. part when it's first introduced, wow. but I think that the bit is so good. Okay. And uh, yeah, you can play. You know, he has little figurines that you can pick. You can play as Heidi, the Al. most stolen figure out of all of the games <laughs> when it hits shelves. <laughs> yes, yes, that super sexy Heidi figurine that is very clearly a male figurine <laughs> painted to look like Heidi. Uh, you can play as Heidi, you can play as Al, who yep. looks very, very sexy uh, and like and buff, or you can play as Tim, who's in a full body cast. <laughs> I kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the object of the game is to finish your home project without calling an ambulance. Yes. Uh, they start their, start their engines, so to speak. Uh, Mark starts, rolls a dice, reads a card, uh, there's a, a mom, uh, <laughs> Tim makes a bad joke. Yes. Make a joke about Al's mom, audience booze, Thank lo- you. lose a turn. Lose a turn. Yeah. Uh, Brad's up next. He rolls a dice, gets a four, moves ahead, reads a card. Al is away. Tim hosts alone. Ratings drop. <laughs> uh, Randy goes, he rolls a six and, uh, what happened? He reads a card. Tim installs faulty wiring. You're accidentally electrocuted, and then the the game board starts shooting sparks, and the Al figurine that he's playing with falls over, and uh, then the ambulance lights up. Just looks at yeah. Go ahead. No, I should also just point out that Al is not playing in the game. He's just kind of like supervising them like yep. a dungeon master, which I thought was pretty fun. I did like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I don't remember what Al's line here was, but it was pretty great. I I think it was just like. I think I think that there wasn't a line to go out on. It was just like the uh, alarm or the siren. No, I think going he, out. he had some sort of line. I don't remember what it was, but it was a good one. Uh, take my word for it. Tank my word for it. Mm-hmm. We get a Wilson scene. Yes, we I do. was wondering earlier when we started this episode, like, oh my god, how are they going to fit Wilson? How are they going to write that one off? I really wanted, or like Wilson was in one of the other tanks, yeah, with like right. the machine gun blocking his face. <laughs> uh, but nope, they're back home. Uh, Tim comes out and says, "Hey, it smells like ribs." Yeah, but no, he's actually just uh, cooking some bulbs. He's barbecuing some lily bulbs. Yep, which is a Native American thing. <laughs> Tim starts to complain about Jill um, really putting a wrench in his uh, his glory plans. Yep. What? Glory plans? Uh, words. Um, yeah, he, you know, he talks. Yeah, he's just complaining about how Jill was, uh, yeah, Jill... Jill was super inconsiderate to be good at driving a tank, mm-hmm. and it ruined his good time. He specifically says, Jill ruined my day by tagging along, and Wilson suggests at the end of the scene, maybe you ruined hers by not congratulating her on doing well. Well, maybe you just ruined mine by telling me that. Yeah, that, that was very good. <laughs> that was very good. Um, we cut back inside. Uh, the boys have come home. Uh, they're just getting dropped off by L. They're filing into the door. And uh, they're all saying they had such a great time. Apparently, I don't know. Things must like, have changed. We we missed a lot. Yeah, it was like, Al, let us stay up late and watch watch uh, watch monster movies. He made us popcorn dripping with butter, and he even brought out all the unco- he filed out all the un uh, uncooked kernels. And I, I, okay, I want to every once in a while autocorrect gets a, gets a hold of my notes. Yeah, <laughs> and this is what uh, I wrote here. Even picked unpeopled cereals out of popcorn. Whoa, that is not good at all. That is not what was said. No, not at all. Unpeopled cereals. I hate it when there's people in my cereal. (laughs) I hate when there's no people in my cereals and I expect people because they've been unpeopled. No, that's the worst. Unpeopled people are the (laughs) luckiest people alive. Uh, And (laughs) Al has... Mario Peoples. (laughs) Jill has a great line here as they kind of file away and just she kind of absorbs all that and just goes... I'm never going to be half the mother that Al is. 
And then an even better line is Tim comes back in. Uh, one of the boys says, hey, Dad, how come you didn't marry Al? Uh, and and a question that I have long wondered about. Yes. Well, I know we've always wondered about Jill and Al getting together. We never yeah. thought about Tim and Al. They wouldn't be good together. Well, they are. Tim the doesn't. Show. Tim doesn't deserve him. No, well, that's certainly true. He also doesn't deserve uh, Jill. But there you go. Anyway, uh, he he wastes no time. He pivots his whole uh, position and story and like a tank. tells the kids, you know, when they ask, "Hey, how is uh, how is driving the tanks?" and Tim just immediately launches into it and says, "Your mom was awesome. She did such a great job." Uh, blah 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 blah. Yeah. No. No. Just. I don't want to. I don't want to undercut it. I mean, it was a really nice moment. Uh, of recognition on Tim's part. Yeah, yeah, too little, too late. But to his, I mean, to his credit, you know, the the boys all crowd around Jill and start asking a million questions about how well she did. And then Tim sends them upstairs to like, well, put your stuff away and then we'll talk about it over dinner. Yeah. And then Jill thanks him for saying all that. And he says, well, I should have said it sooner. And I was like, okay, Tim, I, I appreciate that acknowledgement. Yeah, it was too. a double, yeah, double acknowledgement that I really, really enjoyed. A double it whammy of acknowledgements. Because I was worried that this was going in the territory of like, oh, Jill, don't just be over thankful for him doing the right thing that he should have done in the first place. It's like me thanking a person for, you know, holding a door open for me. It's like, yeah, you just do that. Yeah. Well, no, wait a minute. That's a you, bad you analogy. Because I do think should, it. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, you know what I mean? But like, I'm not going to thank somebody for just doing the thing that they were supposed to do. Yeah. You know? Uh, so to have a double acknowledgement to go, you know, I should have said this sooner and I didn't and I'm sorry. That's great. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. And was, she doesn't go the route of thanking him for, for saying, well, my brain just went in a big soft pretzel there and I'm hungry now. Sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> dripping with butter with all of the all of the cereal and peoples filtered out um we i my next note is gomer pile um he yeah. goes through a big impression there yeah that, that's explain that i no, it's it's something like yeah well you were you know he just it tells her something about how like she was general Patton and he was like gomer pile and then oh yeah yeah, yeah. and then he just does a lengthy impression of gomer pile <laughs> Uh, and that's that we get. Yeah, no, no, I'm just, I have the thing for the stinger. Oh, the stinger. Uh, Tim is telling the boys about Jill, uh, driving the tank and, uh, they, they turn and go, well, you know, you've been telling us all this stuff about mom. Well, how did you do? How'd you, <laughs> he goes, well, uh, the commander said no one's ever driven a tank like your old man. Yeah. And he's, and he's talking fondly about his time on the base and he's saying, ah, oh, it was perfect. Machines, Marines, latrines, and tons and tons of beans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what? What? When were there beans? <laughs> I we do, don't I, know what they were eating in the mess hall. I guess we don't. But then I'm also, I have such respect for them not going for a fart joke there. <laughs> it it well, would have been so easy to be like, well, I'm surprised the only thing that blew the, up was those golf carts. The fart, is, the fart joke is between the lines there, between oh. the latrine and the beans. <laughs> Great. It's a really, it's a really like, it's a, it's a very understated fart joke that you have to look to find. <laughs> exactly. It's my favorite kind of fart joke. Silent, but deadly when you <laughs> catch it. Uh, anyway, Randy is like, well, you know what's interesting? <laughs> you know what's interesting is that uh, they actually got um, uh, a recording of it. They sent us a tape for Mom to see how she did. And um, Tim's like, oh, you're not going to show that and start chasing Randy around the uh, house. Yeah. And just the one other thing I'd say is that in addition to letting Tim and Jill come to the base, devoting all these soldiers and military equipment to letting them drive around, the military also had people following them around with cameras to <laughs> to shoot and edit I mean, a commemorative video. Would you expect the military not to watch Tim like a hawk with every surveillance method they have? I guess, but to make it into a commemorative video is really something else. <laughs> I don't know, it's just like...
like the, the level of celebrity that Tim has is a small town tool show host. Is yeah, really right. Something. It is kind of strange. Yeah. Uh, we get an outtake kind of. It's just a, uh, a repeat of the tank golfing. Golfing? The tank golfing? is golfing. It's weird. Yeah. Just yeah. a break between well, scenes. It's, just, like... it's, it's missile tube. You're just like. <laughs> Ah, Cinderella story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why? That was Cliff. That was Cliff doing Caddyshack. <laughs> Look, Landon, I have one impression, and it's basically Cliff. And I can just modulate the pitch of that Cliff thing. <laughs> hey, Cinderella, oh. hey, 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 Lama. Why are you trying to stiff me on the tank? I don't know. It was the tank crushing the golf carts in slow motion. Um, because you really just because those golf carts of anything that costs money in this episode, it's those golf carts. I wish that as it crushed them, it like faded to black and white and just in italics, like in loving memory, those two golf carts, nineteen eighty five to nineteen ninety five. The thing is, you can get a used golf cart. I think for like about a thousand, maybe a little bit less. When you're talking about a television production budget, that's nothing. Sure. Why would you really want to milk the destruction of these two things as opposed to just showing the tanks off somewhere? Why haven't our Patreon sponsors contributed enough so we can buy a golf cart yet? <laughs> a grunt work golf cart. I think they have at this point. Okay, well then, Landon, why aren't we buying? Like, you manage the money. What's what the f- Are you embezzling? Why don't we <clears> uh, If you have nothing else in this episode, uh, let's uh, move on to the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the, the grunt count there. Okay. Uh, so you're doing, you're doing Cliff 2 now, I'm huh? I'm just distracting you as much as I can. Uh, okay. Yes, the grunt count is i'm my guess mm-hmm. the pressure's off because we've we, yeah the of course. tulipa challenge will be t- returning next week um so i have to admit now that now that it's all out in the open i was a little nervous about trying to guess this one i was anxious about you trying to guess it too i actually i threw the er question so you wouldn't have to worry i'm <laughs> thank you <laughs> let me ask you a question do you think i'm gonna get it right I don't know, Landon. That's kind of loaded. I think I, actually I don't think you're going to get it right because it was very difficult to it do. Was. Like, there's it's up for debate how many okay. grunts there were. I think there were eleven. There, there were eight. 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 Uh, there are at least ten. Yeah. Yes. You you say that? I do. I mean, because the thing is, sometimes he's go like when he's talking to Wilson, he's talking in grunt speak, and he says, "Oh, I don't know," but like he's saying yep. "oh," and it's the word "oh" as a grunt. And I counted one grunt in each of. Right. Agreed. Okay. So well, so there were two because he would go. There's a there's a series where he goes, "Oh, oh yeah," and then Wilson says something, and he goes, "Oh, oh no," so two, and then there's a, a stray one at the end of that where he goes, "Oh." Uh, which you might have taken as an O, not a grunt. I'm not sure. Okay, maybe that's where the discrepancy is. Yeah. And then he gives a, a five grunt cluster later on. Yeah, the five grunt cluster we all agree on. So yeah. it's a matter of I counted three. See, I counted there. five, and I counted the five grunt cluster, and I thought, oh, there might have been one more somewhere in the episode, so I'm okay. going to put that in there. Mm-hmm. That's how I came to 11. Okay, okay. I, then I might have to rewatch this scene in review because okay. I, I got three from it, but we and we we rewound on the couch and looked yeah. at it. But uh, I, I want to get your your take on it. Though, That's so just my you know I'm count. here to support you. The the grunt counting is your deal. And... Yeah, but I don't want us to have a I don't have I want the count to be disputed either. If I'm not confident, in it, then how can anyone be? <laughs> well, no one's blaming you either. It's not like we've had a lot of grunts to count the season. So no, if you're a little fair. off, it makes sense. I'm rusty. <laughs> Uh, nice to meet you, Rusty. We have nothing left in this episode but to thank some patrons. Yes. And I'm going to do it quickly to thank our official uh, grunt heads. Uh, Mason, Michael, TJ, Farah, Cheyenne, Manbach, Spencer, and Amber. I don't know why I sang the last one. Amber. <laughs> but uh, uh, really appreciate all of 
uh, all of people, uh, the unpeoples. All the peoples. <laughs> yeah, all, all the Mario Van Peebles. All yeah. the Mario Van Peebles. Um, really appreciate because this show exists because of people like you. Uh, and if you want to be like these people and donate to our show, you can do so over at our Patreon. Yes, that's right. Because for as little as $1 a month, you'll get access to our exclusive bonus content like our weekly Gruntwork Nights episodes. And there are other tiers you can subscribe at to get other uh, access to other um, kind of fun benefits, and you can do all of that over at patreon.com slash gruntworkpod. Leave us a rating, a review at Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your shows. Something about tanks puts Landon in a singing mood. <laughs> uh, it's the fastest, easiest way to support us, and it goes a long way. So long. Getting us in front of other people. Uh, maybe the military? Yeah, we definitely want that. I mean, we'll have I money mean, to fling around. They yeah, they listen not? to podcasts, right, when they're they're off time? Yeah, sure. I'm you sure that so? this is the podcast that the military <laughs> wants to listen to after a, after a hard day of, like, fighting uh, bad guys or, or just people who have gotten on the government's shit list. They really want to listen to two <laughs> civilian dipshits talk about home improvement and liberal ideas. Listen, uh, what scenario does somebody want to listen to two dipshit and their liberal ideas talk about home improvement? Well, I, I don't know, but we, people do. We, we just we just thank 13 of the people who, I know. who like that enough to, to pay us <laughs> you can find information on today's show over at our newly revamped website which is www.gruntworkpodcast.com but one of the things that you've always been able to do there and will always continue to be able to do is sign up for our weekly newsletter to be notified whenever new episodes are released and get all kinds of new stuff i'm adding to it week after week just expanding that newsletter including is, is tweet time gonna be on there now tweet time holy shit tweet time is on the newsletter now how can yes. anyone not be subscribing i to don't know it, it disappeared from this show for a little tiny bit and it's come back in a big way we put out our questions on twitter so follow us there at gruntworkpod uh get our prompts send us your uh your responses usually just retweet them you know yeah uh, but if you want to mail them you know i'm not gonna stop you yeah we're, i mean we're not gonna give you don't, an address. don't sna snail mail them because they'll probably not get here in time yeah uh, for us to put it in the newsletter but we're gonna pick one uh tweet per week to to highlight in our tweet time section of our newsletter uh and do all of that over on our website so yes until next week when we bring you another episode of home improvement i've been lana solano i've been truman caps and remember Millions of Americans turn to GoFundMe to pay their medical bills or heat crumbling inner-city schools, but at least you've got some sweet-ass tanks. I'll never forget.